We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski here on this Thursday, February the fifteenth. Hope everyone's having a uh, having a good week. Hope you had the beginning of a good weekend. Is that your computer? I'm just making sure it's not my computer making the fan. No, noise. it's my computer. Okay, I got to get a new one. No, you're good. My thing's getting. It's it's time to get a new one. You're good. Uh, we're brought to you each and every show by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. So check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Neil, how are we doing, sir? You know, I'm I'm uh I'm good. I've had a I've had, if I'm honest, you and I can talk about this. I'm we're good friends. You were incredibly kind on Tuesday night. Um to come out and sit in the cold and um it wasn't warm <laughs> no and that was one of our warmer games uh to come out and watch uh, oxford and hernando on uh, on tuesday evening in the in the uh, north half final it was uh, a gesture that i won't forget i'll remember it for a long time I, I was very appreciative um was hoping for a different outcome of course um but um it was good that was i was i enjoyed it it was cold, but I enjoyed it. I, I got uh, I'm a professional now watching games in the cold with my kids playing. Yeah. So I look like I'm a 97 year old grandfather with a blanket. I don't even care. Yeah, y'all can make fun of me all you want. Oh, to. No, I no. got down jacket. I got hoodie on. I hate the cold. I we've hate got, the cold. We've got it a system set up for now. We didn't use it on Tuesday night because we knew we were both going to be so into it that it didn't matter. But we've got a system set up. We've got blankets that you put under you, blankets you put over you. Uh, complex layering systems, thermals. There, it's yeah. and then you look out and he's out there in shorts and a shirt, you yeah, know, no. and just and you're like, ah, I'd freeze. But anyway, I appreciated you. Uh, appreciated you being out there a lot. That was very, very kind. It was a uh, to, to answer your question. Um, 
it was an emotional night for him. And then the next morning, I think for both Laura and myself, it was emotional for us. We didn't, neither one of us were like emotional. And then on Wednesday morning, we kind of both were not because they lost the, a soccer game. I think because the reality of that was the end of his junior year and that there's only one more of those left. And, and that kind of fast, dude, that kind of, it, it hit us both at about the same time in the same way on Wednesday. And I'll, I'll freely admit we kind of had one of those, one of those, moments. one of those moments where you just kind of let it out, you know? Yep. Well, Neil, today, as promised, we're rocking the two brand new flavors of Rainstorm. Yeah. All right, I'm going with the strawberry guava. This is probably the best, in my opinion, which will buy you a cup of coffee, the best Rainstorm flavor made. I love strawberry stuff. This is great. You asked for the citrus zest. Yeah. I'm interested. Let's get your, let's get the taste. Let's see what you got. A little citrus zest for my boy. Oh, that's very good. I like that a lot. So if you like, oh, it's interesting. <laughs> it's got grapefruit and orange, and you can taste both, but it's but it's very subtle. It's very good. That would be a phenomenal mixer. Oh, this really would. So I, I like that a lot. It started grapefruity mm-hmm. and finished Finishes orange. orange. Mm-hmm. How about that? I wonder how they do that. I don't know. That's interesting. Starts with a grapefruit. Yeah, because yeah, I, I I was getting ready to say I love grapefruit, and before I could finish the sentence, I'm like, well, there's the orange. And no doubt. Neil, the Cooper Chevrolet chat is already hot, and I will remind everybody, how about this? Great deal here from Cooper Chevrolet. Now is the time. New Chevy Blazers are up to $6,000 below MSRP or 1.9% APR financing, plus no payments for 90 days. Check them out at cooperchevrolet.com. You can claim $1,000 owner loyalty bonus cash if you own or lease an eligible Chevrolet. Call 256-236-4481, 256-236-4481, and tell them that McCready and Siski sent you. Um, in the Cooper Chevrolet chat, uh, we had a lot of talk about NASCAR. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll breeze on some NASCAR at the very end, uh, but Blake was saying that he started watching the uh, – Netflix series. Did you give me forty minutes of your life? I have not. <laughs> I'm going to. Again, you haven't had anything to do, Neil, since the, since the show on Monday. <laughs> uh, Tuesday was a really. I wouldn't have remembered anything I did Tuesday for whatever reason. Tuesday was a really emotional, nerve wracking day, and then that night, of course, the soccer game, and um, it it took a while for Carson to calm down, for him to compose himself. Yeah, and so I, I was dad until solid 11 p.m um and then wednesday like i said was my day he bounced back pretty quick as kids do <laughs> they do they don't, they don't. Uh, i did not bounce back. I, I bounced back from that i like i told you I, yesterday was this really emotional day and like we were just both of us really struggled uh throughout the day i'm i'm, I'm better today but uh, today's been a heavy pocket i will watch it I, all right I suddenly have uh i have more free time this weekend than i had anticipated well than i had hoped for I had hoped for a very, very frantic, busy weekend, but I'm not going to get it. All right, Neil, let's jump into it. There's really no other way to do it uh, but jump into it. Um, this morning got started off. Uh, this one's a little personal for me. Uh, because It's a lot personal. Sean Elliott's a friend of yours. And I got and other. you got friends on that Georgia State staff. Got friends on the staff. Um, really have become close friends uh, with a few of them. Um, he leaves this morning they had uh they were slated to have their third spring practice of the year they always do the spring practice right after sunday and get it over with mm-hmm. um 
and uh, he leaves to go to be the running game coordinator and tight ends coach at South Carolina. And uh, a lot of people out there are talking about this but really don't understand the situation or understand everything that's going on, just talking as it's normal. Um, look, he was the head coach at uh, Georgia State for seven seasons. Uh, five of those went to a bowl game. Yeah. Did an unbelievable job um, there. Uh, I, I've been asked this question 46 times a day. Did you know it was coming? Did you know it was coming? I had no idea. Um, I don't think anybody did. I think it was a surprise for everyone. Um, but if you would have told me, if you asked, asked me if I was surprised, I was not surprised. Didn't know it was coming, uh, but was not surprised. Um, if you, this is probably the best way I described it to somebody earlier. If you said, hey, here's a list of the 133 FBS head coaches, okay? Which one of these, write a list that you think are most likely to leave to go take a coordinator job or an assistant job or, or make that jump? Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have been near top of the list. Okay. Um, this particular situation, I think, is more about South Carolina than it is about him leaving. And I think that gets lost in the translation today amongst all the people on social media and the media and all that stuff. This is more about South Carolina, not about him leaving. Um, his family never moved uh, from Columbia when he came to Georgia State, so he's kind of been living in two different places for seven years now. Wow. Um, or seven seasons, which would be a remarkable personal strain. Oh, I mean, I could, I couldn't imagine. No, um, I have said it on the show at some point in time, the last 152 episodes. I just don't remember which one it was. For me personally, I'm on team move right now. You know, when you take another job yeah. and you go, the hardest time I've ever had being a dad and a husband ever. The most struggle that I've had as far as just uh, emotional, you know, missing my family was when we left Jonesboro to come to Ole Miss because I was basically almost eight months without my family. Now, we're two hours away, but we were living, we were doing this yeah. thing, and it just makes it you know, difficult. Not trying to make this all about Oxford High School soccer again, but Wilmot, Matt's son, mm-hmm. was one of the team captains on this team. Didn't play a ton, but a great kid, great leader, super kid, everybody – Everybody who has ever met Will loves Will. Um, and Matt's a friend of mine. And there were so many times this season that Will would do something and I'd text Matt, hey, Will just scored a goal, Will, whatever, you know. Or For those that don't know. Matt, Matt yeah. was the former Ole Miss soccer coach. He left. He just finished his first season at Oklahoma. And he and Jen, his wife, decided, however they decided, that, hey, let's let Will finish school at Oxford. I mean, he had been, you know, voted as one of the captains, ready for his senior year, senior class, beyond soccer, school. You know, he buddies, he's got a lot of friends. He's a very popular kid at school, all that stuff. So they stayed back in Oxford while Matt moved to OU to coach his first season with the Sooners. And it was hard. Like, last Friday night when – Oxford beat Madison Central. Matt was texting me, and he was in Norman or wherever he was out recruiting or whatever, watching on a computer, watching the live stream. And I thought to myself, that would be really hard. I mean, it's it's the part you know that you we all kind of forget about with with a lot of times with coaches and stuff is it's a lot of sacrifice that, that gets involved. And in. but yeah, moving and living in different place from your family when. Uh, that, 
you know, because of work or whatnot would be, that'd be, that'd be a real strain emotionally and just in every way. Yeah. That it's just, you know, that, that part sucks. Um, so that had something to do with it. Um, and look, I don't know this. I just know the struggle that that program has been under. Like they have done an unbelievable job at evaluating players. Because when you're when you're at a Georgia State, they have no NIL money. Okay, so they have been like, you, you, please feel free to look. I started to look today, and I just stopped counting. Um, and then obviously talking to them over the course of the last few years since the the immediate eligibility and the transfer portal, they have lost dozens. I mean, multiple dozens of really good players uh, to the portal, and they just continue to win and. It's, but it's hard when you you go out and you you have no way to keep them, you know, and so it's it's very difficult. But you're judged on win, wins or losses. But then your best players are leaving every single year. I know they had a uh, they had an offensive lineman this year that was like his first year playing, and he was really good. And he goes and gets recruited to go be a backup somewhere. Yeah, you know they have nothing to stop that from happening. And so they've been rated. I think their running back was uh, Missouri. I think they one of their best receivers was they had receivers at Auburn, they had receivers at Louisville. I mean, they've just been they've truly been a Sun Belt got rated. They they got rated harder than most. Yeah, um, because they just had no defense. Um, that had obviously I think that had something to do with it. But I will say this: I think that um, you know Rich Rod brought this up to me when I was you know talking to him at the end of the season and all that stuff, and you know. Sean, Coach Elliott is a really, really big culture guy um, about toughness, hard work, and those things. They never sacrifice the culture. And they basically have learned, hey, players are going to come and go, whether we coach them hard and they quit or somebody comes and pays them. But never sacrifice the culture. And that's what they're they're winning games with. And I, I thought that was, you know, um, interesting. But, again, they came in. Uh, today was supposed to be practice number three. Uh, Georgia State has stopped, uh, I guess, suspended there because they only get 15 days. They suspended their spring practices. So the new coach, I guess, will have 13 that when he gets here uh, and decides to get going, he'll have 13 days left. Any chance they promote off staff? I don't know that. Um, I just don't know. Um, and and this is the part – I'm glad you brought that up. This I mean, is, how do you even go hire a coach here in the middle of February? I don't know. I don't – I don't know. Um that this is where I I understand why I understand Sean why Sean did it. Obviously, if you put yourself in that situation, you 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 get it. How did the South Carolina vacancy come up? So um, Jody Wright, who was on staff, left to become, become the head coach at Murray State. Okay, so that was a couple of weeks ago. Um, here's where it's hard for me is everybody else in that building. Okay, there there are no millionaires other in that building, right? They're normal salaried coaches. They're not getting paid hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to coach football. They're they're paycheck to paycheck coaches, right? Mm-hmm. And at the group of five level, I don't know this. I just know how the group of five level works. Um, most contracts run out at the end of February or March, and so in the event that they hire outside of the staff, you're going to have forty something people. Um, out of a job in outside of a hiring window with no chance to get another job. And they have a phenomenal staff. 
because they're hard, they work their ass off. One, but they're great X's and O's guys. They work their ass off. They're phenomenal evaluators, and they develop. They're like a complete staff. That's how they've won there is they've gone and they've gotten the guys that nobody else wanted. Uh, or now that the portal has been going, there's been more high school kids. They've been able to get some really good players. Obviously, they're leaving after a year after they develop them. But they're able to go to and develop those kids, and they're working their ass off. And you wake up this morning, and you're on your way what you think. I mean, just think about this. You could be on your way, wake up in the morning. You just won a bowl game, won eight games, seven games, whatever they won this year. Had a good year, coming back, getting ready for the spring practice number three, wake up and on your way to the office, and, and you don't realize that in 10 minutes when you show up to the office, you don't have a job. And you don't have a chance to get employed anywhere else. That's difficult. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm praying for those guys and family. Hope, hope it works out. But that's a lot of people that's probably going to be without a job in the next you know two, two to oh, what, six weeks. Um, With not a lot of places to land. Or nowhere else to go. And so, because the the market, like this, I guess is technically the last head coaching vacancy open. Mm-hmm. So there's no where there's no other vacancies to go pursue employment. So it's a uh, it's a it's a difficult time there. So thinking about those guys, that's the hard part. So if I feel bad, you know, Sean's gonna be fine, but that's that's difficult for the for the other forty people in the uh, building. That makes the fourth that he is now the fourth FBS head head football coach. Uh, to leave for an assistant job this cycle. Yeah, I just think, On their own. Yeah, I just think you can start to see the writing on the wall. I really do. I mean, it's it's on the wall. Just choose not to read it if you want to. Yeah, that's... I think we all... Barring some sort of a sea change, I think we all know where this is headed. Yeah, I mean... It's just... It's just a shitty, a whole, it's a shitty, I get it, but it's just a shitty situation for everybody involved on, from the life the life side of it. And where, where we're headed is if, if you're either in the SEC or the Big Ten or you're not. That's where we're oh, headed. Oh, yeah. That's where we're headed. Let's be clear. You're either in the SEC or the Big Ten and you're not. And, yeah, I'm including the ACC because the powers in the ACC are all spending days, day after day, trying to figure out how to get out of the ACC. Yeah. So, yeah, you're either in one of those two leagues or you're not. And if you're not, you're trying to get into one of those two leagues because that's the only place that there's any real, quote, stability, end quote. Yeah. Um, last last thing I want to talk about this. It may be time, and I'm going, I'm, I'm going to be thinking on the air. I'm going to uh, bring you in my outside-the-box brain on the air here. It may be time for ADs to change uh, if you're not – the Big Ten, you're not the SEC. Mm-hmm. It may be time for the ADs to kind of change uh, what they're looking for and their criteria as a head football coach. Um, and here's what I mean by that. For I don't know, as long as I've been around it, so my whole life, how do you become a head coach? Well, you work your way up as an assistant, you get a coordinator job, you do a really good job as a coordinator, and then you get a head coaching job. That's how you get a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. I mean, for years – I mean, Dabo Sweeney, I know Matt Luke was one. The only two that I knew for a long time that got coaching jobs without true play-calling experience, right? Um, you had to be a coordinator. And I always I always laughed. I was like, it's funny that ADs and schools will go hire the hotshot coordinator mm-hmm. to be the head coach. But they don't realize that the guy's not calling plays. So <laughs> you're not hiring him for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. They don't call plays hardly anymore. And so maybe it's time to look look around and, and change because 
one of the big things with this, one of the issues going on is, you know, you've heard many of them say it that's already moved is they're not coaching anymore at all. They're fundraisers. They are, uh, they're completely, and it's not even roster management anymore. It's not acquiring talent. It's maintaining talent. Well, it's everything. And, it's, 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 it's maintaining talent. <laughs> it's handling all the internal stuff that you've always had to handle when, when you have 85 yeah. kids from 85 different families and you're going to have stuff yeah. always. But now you're having to recruit your own guys. You're having to, let's be real, kind of keep an eye on the tampering portal. Yeah, that's what I mean by maintaining. Um, your your guys are being tampered with. You're tampering. Um, you're thinking about the transfer portal, how you're going to bring guys in. You're having to communicate with your collective about how much you have, how much you need, how do you get it. Hey, we need you to come out and make appearances. It's, it's it's just a full time. It's 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 a it's a major gig. Now it's it's even more than it's ever been. So my point is this. So maybe it's time to start changing who you're looking for as a head coach. To what? To somebody that can raise money, that can build culture. Not so much an X's and O's guy. It doesn't matter if you've called plays or not. Can you? Are you a leader? Are you a yeah, culture yeah, yeah. guy? Can you go? Can you get in front of the microphone and brand yourself and your program? Right, right. Can you? Because let's look. Let's call it what it is. Who's succeeding right now in college football? Look at the coaches, the style of coach that's succeeding in college football. You know one thing they're really good at? Branding. You yeah. know what they're really good at? Raising money. Yeah. Okay. This for sure. isn't. This isn't about. I mean, look. Did anybody go? Man, let me tell you what, Michigan won that national championship because John Harbaugh called a hell of a game. Did anybody say that? Jim Harbaugh. I say, I say that every fucking time. I know that. Jim, Jim Harbaugh, did he call a hell of a game? No, I mean, I didn't hear that. I mean, you, you hear it you hear it sometimes with Ole Miss, like Kiffin called a great game. Or, well, that's only if the plays work. If they don't work, right. it's Charlie Weiss called them if they don't but, work. But to your point, nobody ever says, boy, the reason George is winning is because Kirby's calling a hell of a game on defense. Yeah, but what, what has Lane done? Well, he's been able to brand. And, and raise money. Okay. So, yeah. no, sure. Absolutely. So, when you look at the people who are having success, maybe that's what you got to start looking at instead of how good can he call plays. I think you have to find people who can do that and who are adaptable. Yeah. You got to be able to bob and weave and go with change, right? Absolutely. And because it's changing <laughs> every day. Well, it's, it's the thing I give Kiffin a lot of credit for. I, I gave Saban a ton of credit for this. That, I, I mean, Lane has openly said he doesn't, he doesn't like this system, he thinks it's, majorly flawed and yet it is the system so by god figure it out you know i mean that's that's your that's your deal so yeah but yeah i agree with you hey uh we don't have life advice question today but when we do life advice is brought to you by cole walters of state farm insurance cole walters licensed in auto home life health business and pet insurance for the whole state of georgia contact cole at 706-525-7850 you can also find him at cole walters insurance.com all right um man i got some <laughs> i have to be so careful what we're talking about next so i don't betray some i'm not oh. i gotta leave some names out um i really yesterday my eyes like I, i'll do this shit every day i deal with recruiting and nil and all this stuff every day every day mm-hmm and do you know, like when you, it's almost like I felt like I've been watching a magic trick, you know, when you go and you're, you're going to watch David Copperfield or Penn and Teller 
And then you're like, holy smokes, how did they do that? Or David Blaine, how'd they do that? And then you get told the trick. Yeah. And, and it, you're like, you're just astonished. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got some, I felt like that's how I felt yesterday after I got off the phone. When I completed my day yesterday, that's how I felt. So I was like, hell, we got to tell, we got to tell the, tell the crew, tell the podcast crew what's going on. All right. So let's talk about this first thing. This blew, this was my first mind blowing thing that, that occurred yesterday. Neil, it would absolutely, it's shocking and really alarming um, at the number of teams or should I say teams or collectives, however you want to look at it, in America right now that are recruiting off credit? It's it's teams slash collectives. I'm talking about, I was thinking, okay, sure, maybe there's one or two out there doing it. Nah. So what you're saying is that they are promising money that they don't yet have on hand. That is correct. Okay. They are signing players and promising money that is currently they have no ability they have to no pay. ability to pay. Okay. So they're putting it on their discover card. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but they're they're like, hey, we got till like, you know, September and the money's gonna run out. We gotta raise X amount of dollars to get us through the end of the year. And then guess what happens the next year? You gotta start over again, right? Yeah, sure. And so when I say an alarming number, Neil, most. More than most. There are very few doing it the other, the actual correct way. Well, I know for a fact that there are collectives that are bidding for players. Because uh, I think that's the word, right? Bidding. Bidding for players using pledges. Meaning someone, hey, I called up. Because I give a lot to Arkansas. Um, <laughs> I, I called up. But you decided to give all your money to Missouri last week. Right? I did. I gave all my money to Missouri, okay. but now, right. now I'm, I'm, I'm putting, I'm, I'm kind of building. When the, does the Florida basketball? When do, they, when do they get their cut? Soon. Okay. Soon. But right now, <laughs> the focus is on uh, Arkansas football. All right. And and so I'm trying to get that all going. All season. All season. Yeah, trying to get that going, and then I'll turn my attention to helping Todd down there in Gainesville. Okay. Um. I can't remember the name of our uh, of our collective at Arkansas. But <laughs> the one. The Woo Pig. Yeah, I, I send to the Woo Pig. And and I've pledged to them two million dollars. Yeah. Now I haven't given it to them yet, but I, I've I've told them it's coming. Yeah. And it's up to them whether they want to start recruiting based on that two million dollars, because they can take my promise and start promising, you know, linebackers and yeah. safeties everywhere. Two million dollars, they can go get a couple dudes. Yeah. Now, when it comes time to pay those dudes. They're going to call me and go, hey, uh, Neil, you remember that $2 million you, 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 to, you told us that you'd send? I've already sent it to Todd down in the games. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm be like, yeah, so see what happened was. See what had happened was. See what had happened was is that Todd, Todd needed a power forward, you know? I mean, yeah. So I, what happens when they call me and my, my, my ability to uh, make my pledge come true is either – Null and void or not quite as much because now when they call me, I'm like, so I know I promised two million, but what I meant was two tens. <laughs> yeah. And here's two hundred thousand, not two million. And here's twenty bucks. You skipped a zero. Here's twenty bucks. You're welcome. <laughs> what happens then? Well, here's the here's the uh 
what was the so I, I heard two different rebuttals on this. Um, not rebuttals, but two different lanes here. One was like, hey, what happens? And it's probably happened. You just don't know about it, is when you got these pledges, okay, you got this money coming in, or you whatever you want to call it, and you have a bad season, and all of a sudden the funds don't the funds stop rolling in. Well, now all of a sudden yeah. you don't have the money to pay the players and they're out. Or your season gets off to a bad start. You were planning on raising money as the season went on because you were winning. And then the losing comes and now people are like, ah, I'm I'm good. And then you have the other one was there is a lot of them that are going, hey, look, two things are going to happen. We're either going to win enough to save my job Okay, we're going to win enough to save my job. And if we've won that much, the money will come a flowing and we'll sure. be just fine. Sure. But if we lose, they're going to fire my ass. And that's somebody else's problem, not mine. So that was the other avenue I heard. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so they're going to get all the players they can get. I think it's why when you hear so many people in the in the in that world, in the collective world, in the coaching world, say this isn't sustainable. I think a lot of people hear that and think. Stop whining about having to pay the players. <laughs> and it's not that. No. They don't really care that the players are getting paid. No. Their point is when you have to keep going back, like year. right, like so like I call you, I call you on Tuesday and go, Hey Tyler, I kind of hit a little issue here. Can I bum a hundred bucks? You're probably gonna write me a check. Yep. I give you cash. Yeah. Like Fanny Willis's <laughs> boyfriend. Um yeah, did you hear that? Did you hear that explanation in court today? <laughs> he put, he tried this in court. The guy in Georgia, he had an affair with the district attorney. Hey, this episode brought to you by the Biden administration, twenty twenty four. Go ahead, you two. I mean, this is on public record. They can't even push back. <laughs> this is just wild. He had an affair with the district attorney. Now, now that it's out. They went on a trip to Belize, okay? And he put the trip on his company credit card. (laughs) And he said, oh, no, no, no. That was a gift from her to me. She paid me back. She paid me back. And so, of course, well, how did she pay you back? Cash. For all of Belize, she paid you cash. Oh, yeah. Now, did... Did you report that cash? No. <laughs> okay. So not only are you completely lying. So now you've got tax evasion. But you're admitting tax evasion. <laughs> Under oath. What, what, are you, like, what are you doing? Counsel. Counsel. Can you help your client, please? But no, the, the, the point, back to the other, is the point is what people are trying to say is, so I, I asked for 100 bucks from you. You're like, okay, yeah, here, man. All right. So a, a week later, hey, can I get another $100? Your antenna starts going up. And about the, I mean, we'll play along here because I think on the second time you'd be like, what the hell's wrong with you? But if we got to five, six, seven times, you're like, what? Stop. Yes. And that's what's happening is that you're hitting up the same people over and over and over for money. And as long as you're winning and everything is awesome, they're like, okay, here you go. But what happens when you're not winning? Because you're asking for this money in October, in November. Well, guess what's in December? Almost every single year. Yeah. Christmas. People have to pay their quarterly taxes. You got stuff going on. 
people so at some point at some of these programs where the winning's not happening. I could think of one right now. The winning didn't happen. They promised some money, they couldn't deliver, and there was an exodus. Yeah. That's when they say this isn't sustainable. It's not really whining. It's literally them saying, if you don't win, it's not sustainable. And look, when you play in these competitive leagues, Tyler, not everybody can win. When Georgia and Alabama play in, is it September? Uh, I don't even know. They play this this year. Play this year. One of them ain't going to win that night. This is true. And so when you can't win or you don't win, even if you just underachieve a little bit or, you know, I mean, seasons happen. You plan a season around a quarterback and the quarterback gets hurt. It happens. And then all of a sudden, like, look at Kane. They had some injuries. They went from, hey, let's win 10 or 11 games to, hey, let's let's fight to get a winning season here. I mean, it, it, it things change. Yeah. And so that happens all the time. Well, when that happens, can you still raise the money that you need? Not only – and so then what happens is, and this is a major concern for a lot of programs, one of the reasons that they're really talking about how do we handle this from an NIL standpoint, if you ever get the reputation you're done for, hey – don't believe them. They'll promise you the moon. They will not deliver. Once that reputation gets out, good luck. Yeah. Especially in the portal. Because I, I talked to, I talked to well, a – That's when they won't start getting money up front. They want the money up front. And that's why yep. there have yep. been some issues. And that's Yep, and that's where you get into the whole – Because when they want the money up front, what, what time of year is that when the kids want the money up front? Uh, it's kind of funny. It's at the end of a semester, isn't it? End of a semester. End of the first semester? Yep. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Imagine that. So things you, start coming in the picture a little clearer. Yeah. So I, I, that's where people are like this has to, there has to be when people talk about, there needs to be regulation. There needs to be this, there needs to be that. It's, it's, it's that it's not really that. I mean, look, you have some Brett Bielema, you have some coaches out there that are like, this is stupid. I'm against it. and I'm not going to do it. Okay. But the majority of coaches are like, Hey, look, they're getting paid. They probably should get paid. There's gotta be a way to do it. But the way that we're doing it now is a recipe for potential disaster. That's what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, and then I just keep – and I, I'm not going to get on this NIL discussion today about this part, but it just – it always comes back to me as this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Any, name me one, one, name one sports franchise, sport ever, professional sport that works with no, uh, with unlimited free agency and no salary cap. That's there's a reason why the NFL is the way that it is in baseball and all that stuff. You, they they have to take a look at that somehow. But well, that's a conversation that we'll have forty six times between now and then. Um, Grind said in the Cooper Chevrolet chat that said he make that makes him want to go uh, pledge, make fake pledges everywhere. <laughs> it's not just some random pledge. This is like real like known people that have given money in the past. Yeah, they know who you are, um, and then all of a sudden. You know things aren't going the way they get pissed off and they and they decide not to. Well, they run into some issues. They have some financial stuff. Yeah. They, the, the there's stock, all kinds of things. That the can stock happen. market takes a dive. They recession, any, anything, interest I mean, rates. Yeah, I mean that stuff's something happens economically that they didn't anticipate. Yeah, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, I, I know I promised this money, but I don't have it right now. I can't do it right now. It'll have to wait. And so, it's, it's <laughs> it's why, you see the smart collectives are trying to go in and um, basically work hand-in-hand with the fundraising arm of the university. you gotta, to, you got to do a good job. Because what they're trying to do is to say, hey, let's find some of these people who always give for like facilities and stuff like that to give a portion of that to NIL so that you can build a nest egg, a cushion, so that when that happens, because it's not if, it's when. Yep. When that happens where someone gets pissed off and can't do it or something happens and they can't do it or they die and their family members don't want to do it, when that when those things happen, you you can work around it. Yeah. All right. I gotta tell this story, Neil. This one blew my mind. I'm not gonna name names or schools or anything like that. We'll keep it we'll keep all out of it. I about fell out of my chair. I had to ask I I, I made them repeat the story to make sure that, that I was on uh that I was hearing it correctly. There is a player that went into the portal this year. And went to another school. Mm-hmm. Um, that said player was under contract with the collective at his previous school. Um, it was uh, it, the contract was for more time. It didn't expire it when did that player ex- left. No. Okay. I think it has something to do with sta- to my understanding has something to do with this, that particular state law, all the stuff. Okay. That collective owned the NIL rights of of said player for a period for of time. for a period of time. Okay. So. Long story short, the player has well exceeded the value of what he was getting paid at the collective. Okay. So instead of renegotiating with the collective, he decided to go in the portal and go get go get his go get his money. Okay. Go, go strike a new deal. Go strike with the a new, new deal with the new school. So okay. he decides to leave. Okay. For a um five times as much money as what he was making. Oh, okay. Okay. Good for him. So five hundred percent raise. That's no, always good if you can get it. Yeah, go get it, kid. Um, said school, his old school mm-hmm. said, screw you. You're not leaving here and making it for more money. So this is happening right now. As we speak on this podcast, there is a school that is still paying another kid to play at another school right now. So he is a former school is paying a player to play at a new school. And the whole reason is, is because they're like, okay, you're going to leave. The other collective cannot sign the kid. 
because they own his NIL rights. And so they're screwing him out of his raise. So he, they are paying his monthly NIL, and he is going to another school. So the the new school is going to have to come up with a way to get him the money they promised him, yeah. but to do it under the table. They'll have to figure out a way to get him the money, but it will not be through the collective. Wow. <laughs> and, that's, and that's hard to do because that's a lot of money. Right. We ain't talking about this. Ain't, Ten years ago, the uh, throwing chump change. This is real money. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard. And why is nil so popular? You know, the whole point, the reason the prices have gone up in nil is because there's legitimate money that's come into it, right? But you don't find that kind of illegitimate money to give the guy a raise. I just find it completely hilarious that we may be in the fall this year if something doesn't get worked out, where another team is paying for a player at another school. Just to just just to spite him. Oh, that's that's wild. That's happening right now. Well, and and, and, to, <laughs> and and to your point, it's never been harder for the people who are trying to raise the under the table money to like do visits and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's never been harder for them to raise the money because now people would rather just pay it into the nil. I mean, I'm I'm I was I was lost for words. I, I'm still a little shocked. Like that's wild. <laughs> Well, I mean, good for the team that he went to because they're they, they, they can't do anything. They can save money. Go get some more players. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, it's all in spite of the kid. They're actually helping the other team. But when the kid doesn't get what he was promised at new school, what's he going to do? I don't know. I mean, dude, I, this is so uncharted territory. I don't. Even, I don't even have a. I don't even know. Who knows? But that's just. That's absolutely. I mean, it's petty as hell. How petty is that? I mean, it's really, really petty. <laughs> How petty is that? That you're like, uh-uh, screw you. You got this deal. We own your NIL rights. We'll just continue to pay you and throughout so, the contract. So what they're saying is as long as they honor the contract and pay the amount, yeah. they're good. Mm-hmm. Wild. And it's it's holding up right now because the other collective has not signed him. I do know that. Okay, what would happen if the other collective just signed him? Dude, I, you're, we're talking about yeah. state laws and two I, dudes. That is so far. Well, over at least my head. that way you could put it out publicly. Yeah, I know what I don't know. I, that I have. Okay. No, I couldn't. Okay. I couldn't even begin. I, that I had to turn that one over to the lawyers. That's why yeah. you pay lawyers. That's why they make money oh, for sure. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, that would that just blows my. Oh, mind. that's that's really good. Because <laughs> you got the state laws, right? I know they. I know. I do know this. I do know both states are on under different laws. Okay. So I know that had something to do with it, but I did. I. I I said I'm. I was so blown. I don't want it the explanation. Because in a lot of places, once you leave, the NIL contract is null and well, void. Most places kill the NIL because they would like to take that money and mm-hmm. they would they voluntarily kill it. Yeah. This one's just like screw you. A spite. It's just out of spite. Okay. Because it really wasn't that much money in the big picture. Right. Like he was. They they were getting him on the discount. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it really wasn't even that much money, and like. They signed the deal so long ago that when like they couldn't get a they couldn't go get a a, a third team holder for that much money these days. <laughs> so it's not like they're really like missing it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's that's, just out of spite. That's wild. So I think that's funny. Um, quote of the week as I was making my phone calls. Quote of the week. We were talking about roster management and rules and things <laughs> like that. And one of my guys, he runs recruiting uh, at a power five school, a very big power five school. When we were talking. And I said, how are you managing uh, rosters and all that stuff? He goes, we're building rosters 
one federal injunction at a time. <laughs> one federal injunction at a time. Because uh, we were talking about the federal injunction that has, yeah. uh, it may be today. It's supposed to be in Tennessee. In Tennessee, yep. but they pushed it probably today or tomorrow, whenever. That unless you've been under a rock and haven't heard, I don't know if you talked about it on your other show, but they are uh, basically doing a federal injunction that will keep the NCAA from enfor- enforcing any NIL penalty, you know, rule or penalty um, that goes on with that. Um, and so uh, the question was, is like, what do you, cause we're all the, when, when that goes through, that changes things. Right. And so sure, it makes it where there really are no rules. There are no rules. I said, so what are you doing? He's just like, man, we're just building the roster one federal injunction at a time. <laughs> I mean, cause it's just every, every week. I mean, yeah. it's like we're having literally every other week we're having some kind of federal injunction and it changes the entire playbook every two weeks. And so there's no way to plan. So I thought that was funny. Um, and this is uh, and this is kind of, and I want the fans to know this. When 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 you think, and and this is really all that's being covered through the media is this pay for play, right? Pay for play, pay for play. Everybody thinks this is about pay for play. It's about more than pay for play. Um, when some of these injunctions and things have gone through, there have been some schools that completely said, "Screw it!" Oh yeah, <laughs> and they've just. Pretty much breaking every single rule that has to do with money. Um, They're gambling that the NCAA will simply never have teeth again, or never co- or go away. Yeah, you know, um, like if you, you know, go running up a. It's like my guy from uh, what's my my movie uh, Armageddon when they thought he was going to die, he went and got the shark. The I mean, for, well, well, for example, if if the SEC and Big Ten break away, as many expect, and form some sort of, and I don't don't ask me how it works. I'm not an attorney, but if they do it and they form their own set of rules and bylaws and whatnot, the NCAA is not going to be able to come get them because you won't be part of the NCAA anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's I, – I guess. But the the one that, that blew my mind – so there was a player that went on an official visit, and the collective took a private jet to go pick the, pick the young man up on his official visit. Well, that's a violation. It is, but it's not if you don't – I mean, yes, it is. But not if this injunction goes through. It's not okay. All right, and then uh, forty-two. But wouldn't it though? Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't care. Go ahead. Yeah. It's sorry. I, yes, I apologize that, to everyone. Yes, it would. But no, it wouldn't. <laughs> because okay. like I said, if the collective funds it is nil. Carry right? on. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's where we're at right now. And then um, forty. Like you can have there's there's NCAA rules like dude I used to stress out man you'd you'd have a kid on an official visit and he'd be bringing his grandmother or his brother or sister and there was only so many people you could pay for an official visit and there were ways that we would finagle the rules right and all in the gray area but it was legal so like if a kid had a 500 mile let's say you get 50 cents a mile and the kid had a 500 mile drive to hit you know round trip be thousand miles right okay. so hey you're gonna get 500 dollars in mileage. Okay, so take out of that $500 that we're going to give you for driving to your official visit, we're going to give you $500. You need to give us back $100 for grandma's meals or brother's meals or whatever to make it legal. And then when it came to hotel rooms, you would get a double bed in mom and dad's room and the kids could sleep with a mom and dad. You know, things like that that you could finagle some things to make the visit legal, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, especially if they drove. Um yeah, we had a, we had a recruit that brought forty two paid, 
42 paid I mean, come on. to his official visit. 42 that were that were paid and put That's up. That's just thumbing your by, nose. That's by just a collective. thumbing your nose at the whole thing. By going. a collective. Yeah. Not the school, by the collective. But the school knew about it. Oh, sure. 42 of them. <laughs> and if the school didn't know about it, they found out about it when all 42 showed up. Like, how'd you guys get it? Oh, here? they knew. Yeah, of you course. Know. They they you don't ever you're not surprised. No, you ne- they didn't have that kind of plausible deniability. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, uh Uncle Uncle George hops in the car in a way you may get surprised with that one. Not forty two of them. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna need a few more pastries. Need a few more golf carts. Yeah. For the tours. It's gonna be a problem. I mean, that's bigger than most junior days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have a junior day for an official visit. That's incredible. I mean, what are we doing? So, yeah, so long story short, it's a little bit more than just uh, pay for play. So there's some other rules that can be uh, be manipulated. All right, Neil, get ready to wrap this thing up. Got a couple more things here. Big news today. I know you could care less about this, but I do because I'm young enough. Today we had the official announcement yeah. of EA Sports College Football returning this summer. After 11 years. I heard about it. I'm excited, dude. I I, I still play. So let me tell you how bad. I actually. My buddy Gabe DeArmond covers Missouri for um, Rivals. He sent me a text. He says, what I've learned today. I may be the only person who covers college football who won't play a single snap of the college football video game. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, more than one person. No, I, love, I, I love it. It's to the point. To, so my son got a. Uh, an old Xbox for Christmas. Yeah. An old Xbox 360. I don't, I don't even know the web was like, I knew it was a scam. It wasn't a scam. It showed up. They like rigged it up to where the old, uh, college football 20, uh, old NCAA 2014 was on it, but with the new rosters and everything mm-hmm. and it showed up. So he's got that. I, I play it all the time. I love it. Okay. So, uh, that's coming out. So that will be good. Um, they're going to release it in May as far as like the full deal. But re- I think in the summer, usually July is when it, Middle of July is usually when it when it uh, releases. In the past, um, little cleanup here from the Super Bowl. We talked about officiating, how bad officiating you know was in that game. Yeah. And I saw a tweet uh, today. In the last six Super Bowls, counting this one, there have only been seven holding calls called. Wow. In the last seven Super Bowls. So what the last it, six Super Bowls, so, only seven total holding calls. So what do you think that is? Just the officials are just letting them play because they don't want to determine who wins the <clears throat> world championship? you think there's an edict from the league? Or what it, 100%. That's too – that's too uh, – the league has to be pushing that. That's too coincidental. Yeah. Seven uh, – six games and only seven holding calls. And then, like, there was one in this one. There was none in last year's. And there was none. Like, it went all the way back. The it, one in this one was in overtime. Yeah. Right? Uh it was on San Francisco. Yeah. So yeah, in overtime. Um now the uh there were th- and it, it what, were th- wasn't it right before the the defensive holding that gave him a first down on third and long? No, it was it forced him to kick the field goal in overtime. They had they had the ball oh, like the ten or whatever it was. Huge call. So there have been seven total holding calls in the last six Super Bowls. And three of them occurred uh in the Kansas City Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. Wow. So if you take that game out. Well, that was the COVID game where you, by God, you, you, I mean, you, well, what it really was was you weren't masked properly. Think about this: if you take that game out, there's four in the last five. Yeah, I mean that's insane. So I will say this too: 
NFL co- I used to give NFL coaches credit, but apparently they didn't cover the overtime rules in San Francisco. Yes. But if I'm coaching in the Super Bowl next year, I'm like, hold this shit out of them. They ain't calling it. Yeah. No, you're going to get away with go it. In, go yeah. into it holding the shit out of everybody. Yeah. So that was that was pretty good. That's wild. All right. Um, all right. I want to touch on this. I said I would. I probably should have saved life advice for this right here because this is you your- don't go you don't go, you don't you don't do life advice on this one because this is I need life advice. Okay. Yeah, I'll remind people that uh life advice presented by Cole Walters, State Farm Insurance. Cole's, like I told you earlier, licensed in auto, home, life, health, and business. Pet insurance as well. Whole state of Georgia, 706-525-7850 or ColeWaltersInsurance.com. All right. So there was a shooting at the Kansas City uh, Chiefs parade yesterday. Right outside of Union Station. Right outside. Was it in it or outside of it? Mm, May have been in it. I I thought it was outside, but whatever. It was at, at Union Station in Kansas City. Which, and, if you've never been, is a giant kind of shopping area. It, it's, it's it's really it's it's cool. It's, I've I've been there a couple of times. And this is going to be the most moderate take probably of all time. I don't give a flying fuck if you're a Republican. I'm pissed off about it, so forgive me. Okay. I don't care if you're Republican or you're Democrat or if you're moderate or whatever it is. When there is a tragedy that takes place in our country, mm-hmm. and this is a tragedy. Sure, absolutely. I think 100%. 22 wounded, one person dead. A lot of children. A lot of children shot. Yeah. A w- mother, of, mother of three lost her life. I get beyond pissed off. I, I mean, I get angry mm-hmm. when people take tragedies to push their political agenda. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's right wing or left wing. No, I know. I don't give a shit. It's not the time or place for it. And it drives me nuts and I'm trying to – somebody texts me that it happened. I First thing I do is I get on social media and trying to find information, and it's gun control or it's, you know, it's about, you know, racism, whatever it is, whatever your your yep. deal is. Yep. I, I just want to know about the shooting. I, I, don't, I don't want your political bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I want to know about the tra- – and. And we and we just braze over that somebody lost their life, went to a Super Bowl parade to celebrate their fandom for their team, and they left dead. That's mm-hmm. the tragedy. Don't tell me about your your bullshit gun control. This is not the time. It's not the time, and it pisses me off, man. So then I turn on the news because I can't I can't find anything on social media. I'm in my office, okay. so I get on my computer. I have YouTube TV on my computer. Yeah. And it's depending on what channel you're on, man. 100%. Depending on what channel you're on, if you're if you click it to a a, a very uh, left channel, it's all about wait, gun control, gun control, gun control, gun control. Mm-hmm. And if you're and if you're if it's a right side channel, well, look what they're not reporting this time. You know, it's how about let's talk about what happened because we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. We don't do that in our country anymore. And it pisses we don't, me off. Man. We, no, no, no. We don't. We don't have. We don't have real conversations anymore. It's why sometimes. I do the Josh Hendrickson show. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. I have. He's a smart guy. Uh, he's brilliant. But it's sometimes it feels like it feels like one of the only times that, that I feel like I have like an honest, real conversation where people were talking about like what's really happening. You, you if if you we we can't like you you there's all these things that are happening right now in our world, and we've made it to where. I don't know if we, it's the media, who has made it to where if you have an opinion on something, 
you're you're racist, you're sexist, you're you're somethingist. And it's like, no, I, I just I just have an opinion on this. I, I have an opinion on this topic. And and here's why. I have an educated opinion, or I, I have a belief on this, or if you if you so much as question like the 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 ninety five million billion dollars that we're sending to Ukraine again, if you so much as question it, so you're you're uh you're basically Hitler. Yeah. No, I'm I'm asking how. Where's the money going? What is is there progress? What are we doing? At what point does it if we keep sending money and well, I mean, you know, at what point do are we sending troops? Yeah. You've got seventeen year old boy. I've got a seventeen year old boy. I I'm interested in the whole when are we sending troops aspect of this. Um you know, if you ask if you say you're concerned about the border, you're a racist. There's there, we've we've made labels. So when something happens, like what happened in Kansas City yesterday, when someone says, "Let's have a real conversation about this," because two things in my mind can be true at once. There, you can have a conversation about gun control. I, I, I think it's fair. I'm, it, I'm in the minority that thinks this is the minority of people who typically vote like I vote. Okay, I typically vote Republican. I'll admit it out loud. I don't care. But I, I have some. I have real concerns about some of the gun issues in our country. I do, and that's my point. And, and, and there's, yet, a, there's a thousand other days, yes, to talk about but, it. But like, here's my point. But you asked, why can't we have this conversation? Because you can't say that and then go, but, but, two things. One, did you see what you guys did on the other side during COVID, where even when you saw you were wrong, you kept going. You kept going. And that's why they don't want to budge. That's why the right doesn't want to budge at all on gun control. It's because they feel like there's never a stopping spot in the slide. It's just a never-ending. Kind of like NIL. <laughs> and, then, and then, hey, let's, let's have a conversation about where, what these, where these, why, are, why are these shootings happening. Is there a common thread? Is, is there, is there what, what's going on? Is it, is it, uh, is it? Is it background? Is it mental illness? Is it some combination thereof? Is it is it a, a a lack of education? What is it? What is it? Like we don't you can't have those conversations in our country anymore because if you have them with any degree of reality, with any degree of of openness, you will get labeled. Yeah. And once you get labeled in this world, the next step is they want to cancel you. Right, because I work for MPW Digital, and the M stands for McCready. I can sort of say what I want to say, but if I worked for ESPN, oh yeah, I mean, look what they did. Uh, Sage Steele, is that who it was? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, because she dared have a, an opinion that sort of went against the broad the broad stream, they they eliminated her incredibly talented broadcaster. And so you, you're not allowed to have opinions because you're a fear of being canceled. And so we, to answer your question, no, we, we don't come anywhere close to handling these things, not in a timely manner, not in a sensitive manner. And no, the moment something happens, the moment something happens, both sides are like, boom, everything's political. Everything's political. We've gotten to where everything in our society is politicized. Everything. Everything. Like, and, and, and if you Google gun control, like if you Google gun control, 
and you just oh, look at the dates, yeah. it's always after a school shooting or after some kind of tragic deal. Instead of, I just, I'm frustrated. I apologize. No, it's it's okay. I, I mean, just, it's, it's frustrating to me. And I don't get, like, again, it's not the, like, it's not even about if you're right or left, you believe in gun control or you don't. That's not even the point. The point is, is there's. That wasn't the time. There's 365 days in a year. Yeah. You don't do it five minutes after something tragic happens. Well, and look, here's the other part too. And this is, this is the part is if you're. If if one shooting, mass shooting bothers you, all mass shootings should bother you. Yes. At which point you have to start evaluating the fact that we have these mass shootings kind of all the time, including mass shootings that just don't simply don't get reported. And there should be a search for what's causing these things. Agree. And and four hundred percent. And what we have in our media today, and this is where the right is so upset. What we have in our media today. This era is, if this particular shooting meets the criteria for outrage, they go all in. If it doesn't, it's over. Didn't happen. Next. Yeah, they don't pick and, it. And so, yeah, and so that's, and that's why. part of the problem. And that's why, you, I mean, I said this last week one day. <clears throat> I, I don't watch the news anymore. I don't turn it on at night. I well, read, this is I, one of the rare occasions. Right, no, but what I did last night, last week, I think it was last week one day, I turned on the news. It was one of the nights that there was a big. Oh, it was the the her report about Biden's mental competency and whether he was gonna <laughs> whether he was gonna face charges for uh, the the documents that they found in his uh, garage and in, in. Do you know this, this episode was brought to you by the Biden administration? Yeah, I did. Don't upset our advertisers. But what I was gonna say was what I was gonna say was um, what was interesting about that night where that was a big new, big news. Biden came out and gave a, a about a ten minute Q and A where he came across as pretty angry and there was a lot right. I decided to flip around and watch some of the reaction shows. I flipped to CNN, watched them for a little bit, flipped to uh, MSNBC, watched them for a little bit. Then I flipped to Fox News, watched them for a little bit. And I was like, man, if you only watched this channel and then this person only watched this channel, they wouldn't think we lived in the same place. It's crazy, isn't it? It's wild. I mean, it's it blows your mind how you can be – and, and and that's what they're trying. I mean, I get yeah, it. And so and so, what happens is the people who watch Fox News, that's all they watch, and the people who watch CNN or MSNBC, that's all they watch. And so they don't. There is no common ground, man. It's just polarizing. It's picture a football field. Yeah. Picture a football field. Everybody is on the sidelines. <laughs> Ain't nobody <laughs> on the playing field. No. Everybody's just on the sidelines, yelling at each other from across yeah, the field. Yeah, and, and that's that's where we are. It's, there's no so so. The answer to people keep asking: Is there any way we're ever going to find common ground? No. And I mean, the design is no. They like it that way. Yeah, I get it. All right, now I'm going to finish up with this. I'm going to. I'm 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 so I, I legitly I try not to, man. I, I try to stay away from it, but I've just it, it bothers me, man. And I, I shouldn't be like that. I, maybe I should because it, what the other thing that pisses you off is you can get as like nobody. I think smart people realize that, but nobody wants to talk about it. And it's just very frustrating. The people that matter won't talk about it. All right, Neil, I'm going to wrap this thing up. As I've been, we got grind on here. Grind's a gambler. For all of my gambling junkies out there, the Criteria Club, Neil, is <laughs> yeah. on fire. Yeah, I know. Okay. The only time we it's ever. It's costing me money. <laughs> it is. Yeah. We're up to twenty two thousand, by the way. That's great. <laughs> this week, last that's, seven days. It's fantastic. Or excuse me, since last Sunday. I'm so happy. You happy for everyone yeah, involved. Twenty two grand. Good job, guys. Here to help. So here to help. All right, here we go. 
So the criteria club, you take it's it's a parlay. The ideal number is for a fourteen parlay, and you're looking for home favorites mm-hmm. that are between five and a half and nine and a half point favorites at home. Okay. And Kim Palm, you take both of them above seventy percent win percentage on Kim Palm. Okay. Okay. All right. And you match those up. So you're finding home teams favored by five and a half to nine and a half who win seventy per who cover on Ken Palm seventy plus percent of the time. Yes, or the the percentage of the game is over seventy percent. Okay. All right. So. Oh, I see what you're saying. Ken Palm gives them a more than seventy percent chance of winning the game. Yes. Okay. Because you're just taking the money line. You're not taking the spread. You're not taking the line. They just have to win the game. Okay. Got it. Okay. All right. So like last night. I lost two of the last three days. I lost because I went outside the criteria. So I lost on Youngstown State, got beat. on. I had a six-teamer. I think it was Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. The, the criteria club that's listening will let me know. Had a six-teamer, I think, on Saturday or Sunday where Youngstown State got walked off on a three-pointer at okay. the buzzer. I right. lost the parlay. Yep. And then I went outside the criteria because I was like, there's no way they're going to lose. Um, and took Texas A&M on the road at Vanderbilt. That got walked off on the on the deal the other night but yeah. i went back to basics last night walked off is right that dude traveled <laughs> didn't he though wow twice that was like an nba wow. game it was an nba game no it was worse because <laughs> like in the nba sometimes you'll see it and you're like well it kind of was a euro step maybe but this was just like no nah, no nah, I, I had I'm, it on my phone on silent i'm gonna take more steps he took like five steps i was at a basketball game with uh, my kids and so i had him on my phone on silent and i could tell that they stopped playing i was like oh they call travel on that one no no they're good all right, so last night I went back to basics, Neil. And I've added a last step. This last part of the year, I've added an I've added a last step of this of the criteria. Okay. So this is only for the criteria club that are listening to our show. I've added a last step of the criteria club and okay. have not lost a single game doing this. Okay. So tonight there's a gazillion games. But now we're getting late in the season where you're having repeat you're playing the opponent again. So, so tonight you've got Nebraska mm-hmm. Omaha, Nebraska Omaha, Southern Miss, Southern Miss, SIU Edwardsville. That is correct. Eastern Washington. Yep. San Diego. Yep. And then UC San Diego. Those are two different teams. I know right. that surprises you. That's a six teamer at plus three sixty eight. Okay. So if you bet ten dollars, if you're a ten dollar parlay guy, that'll win you thirty six dollars and eighty cents. If you're a hundred dollar parlay guy, that will win you three hundred sixty eight dollars. Okay. So that's what we're rolling with the Criteria Club tonight. Nebraska, Omaha, Southern Miss, SIU, Edwardsville, Eastern Washington, San Diego, and UC San Diego. Because all of these teams are at home. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites or more. They're okay. above 70% in Kimpom. And mm-hmm. they all beat their opponent previously on the road at their, at their place. Oh, wow. Wow. So – I take out – I've been taking out teams that – and it saved me some upsets because I'm afraid it's some matchup issue or something. Um, a if team, they lost earlier they in lost, the season. They lost to that team, to the same team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, just in case it's a matchup, I've been taking those guys out. So, like, tonight I think uh, – who is it tonight? There's two tonight that kind of fit that that lost um, that I did not put in there. So, that's who I'm rolling with tonight. Criteria Club plus 368. Um, Neil, this has been so good to me to the point of I have yet, since the beginning of December, I have yet to have a losing week, and it had not even particularly close to having a losing week since the beginning of, of December, since I started doing this. 
Not even close. Proud of you. Not even close. Like I've been, I think the least amount that I've won, and I don't do, I'm I'm doing like 10, 20, 30 bucks max. The most, uh, the least I've won during a week was like 150 or 160. And some bigger. So just telling you guys, Criteria Club. You're just here to help. Just here to help. Help everybody and take money out of my pocket. (laughs) Hey, you can join in. I could. You can join in. Yeah. Saturdays are Saturdays are funny though. Saturdays it feels like Vegas tries to get everybody on Saturday. Saturday is a tough day. Well, let me tell you about my week. Had to buy a new range oven. Okay, gas stop. That's tough. Today, found out two new water heaters. Not just one. No, sir. You don't have tankless here. Uh, or can you go to it? Well, I, I I don't know whether we could go to it or not. We're but I guess we'll find out. But uh, regardless, the ones that we have have to be replaced. I would like to recommend a tankless two. water heater. Yeah, I have not had that conversation yet. This was all. This has all happened within the last two or three hours. <laughs> Congratulations. Laura came downstairs. I think she was concerned that I was going to have a cardiac. Or maybe she was hoping I would have a cardiac and she could take some of the life insurance money and pay for it. But I, I handled it with calm. Handled it with calm. I did. I like it. All right, we'll be back on uh, Monday with another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by our friends at Rain Total Body Fuel. Please don't forget that we are uh, brought to you by our guys at Rain, 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. So check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Until uh, next time. Daytona 500 and UFC this weekend. There you go, Daytona, UFC. All of that. Uh, Talk to you Monday. Bye.